you are invited to the biggest youth entrepreneurship event in Central Virginia. The 2022 Richmond Children's Business Fair takes place on Sunday, March 13th, 2022 at the Science Museum of Virginia, Dewey Gottwall Center from 1 to 4 p.m. Come out to see over 60 youth entrepreneurs between the ages of 5 and 17 display and promote their products and services. This is an event you don't want to miss and you can bring the entire family. The 2022 Richmond Children's Business Fair is brought to you by the Youth Business Exchange, the Metropolitan Business League, the Urban Hang Suite, Titans and Tierras, Dress for Success Central Virginia, InnoVision Consulting, and the Malik's First Job Podcast. See you there. Malik's First Job Podcast, here to answer any questions that y'all ask. Financial literacy and resources, parents and young people becoming bosses, CEOs, future leaders, entrepreneurs, conferences and boardrooms getting sponsors secured. If you want generational wealth, Brooklyn's own Kerwin Phillip with information to help. Malik's First Job Podcast, Malik's, Malik's Podcast, Brooklyn's own Kerwin Phillip, Kerwin, Kerwin Phillip. Malik's first job podcast, podcast, pod, podcast, Brooklyn's own, Kerwin Phillip. Generation Wealth. Peace, everybody. How you doing? Uh, welcome to the Malik's first job podcast, where we focus in on leadership, entrepreneurship, and financial literacy for parents and teens. And today we have a very special guest. We have Christian The Truth Jones, a speaker, investor, and author. Um, currently, he's, uh, he's 15 years old and is doing a lot of remarkable things. Uh, we want to go ahead and welcome Christian to the show today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes, Glad sir. To be yes, here. Sir. So for those that aren't familiar with you, please tell them about yourself. Sure. So like you said, my name is Christian The Truth Jones. I'm a 15-year-old CEO, investor, multi-sport athlete, international best-selling author, speaker, and I host my own award show called The Truth Playmakers Awards annually. And what's the name of those awards again? The Truth Playmakers Awards. The Truth Playmakers Awards. Okay, we're going to talk about that in a few. So a lot of people know you for, for your, your work in this, I guess, for your investing activities, right? So tell us, how did you get started in investing in stocks? So for me, getting started into investing or even going into the finance world in general was really just finding an inspiration from watching a video of, well, I'm, funny enough, I'm around his age now, but watching a video of a 14 year old black kid out of Chicago who had made $50,000 by investing in the stock market. And so it was from seeing his story that made me want to do it. And he really inspired me to want to get into the stock market because I knew if he could do it, I could do it too because I just believed in myself that much. Right. And I saw how much money he had made. And so that also piqued my interest. So okay. I asked my mom if she could be teaching me how to invest in the stock market. Initially, she brushed me off because she didn't believe. I was going to understand it because I was, you know, eight, nine years old, too young. Most, even most adults, they don't understand the stock market. So I just decided, okay, she's not going to teach me. Let me go ahead and do my own research. So I began researching, found out what I could, and eventually come back to her about a month later and told her I wanted to open up my brokerage account, which is the account you use in order to invest and trade yourself, of course. And so from there, she saw I was serious. And funny enough, my time happened to be perfect because my mom was already learning about investing in the stock market and also trading 
around the same time as well, which I didn't know. So what she did is when she saw I was serious about learning this and I wasn't going to put in the work in order to do this, and I was just saying it, she actually brought me along with her and we would watch the videos, we would go through the course together. Of course, I didn't understand anything. She was right about that part, but she would break it down to me. So were two things where I could relate to, which were, of course, school, football. So I could understand it a lot easier. And from there, well, we just began learning and learning. And then once I really got the stock market and got all the technical terms, I kind of branched off, started doing my own thing. And well, we're here where we are today. Oh, wow. Wow. So so when you first started, what were like some of the first stocks you invested in? So the first stocks I mainly invested in were Microsoft. And that was also my first trade. Microsoft, Amazon, when it was at, I believe, around $800 at the time. Okay. Apple and Netflix. Okay. And what made you pick those those stocks in particular to start off with? Mostly because I was familiar with them. Um, Xbox, well, I said, well, that's the reason for Microsoft was because I had an Xbox. Amazon, well, I, I bought, bought, everybody buys things off of Amazon. It's a big corporation. It's one of the biggest corporations in the world. It's just a great stock. Netflix, because I watch Netflix. Apple, because I have, well, an Apple phone or an iPhone. So just things I was more so comfortable with and familiar with. And that just so happens all those companies were very solid and are still solid to today. Oh, wow. Wow. So do you think that that's a good practice for someone who's just getting started to, I guess, um, invest in things that they're already familiar with? Yes, to a degree, but you do have to be careful with it because just a company, because a company is very big or very known, does not necessarily mean it's always a good investment. Okay. And you do typically have those companies that are more underground that most people don't know about, but they end up being better investments. But overall, the bigger companies are generally good. You just got to make sure you do your research, do your homework still, and don't invest in something just because it has a big name. Because I remember a couple of years ago, Snapchat, even though it was pretty popular back then, it was horrible. You're right. Right, right. All right. So, um, so I know, I guess I hear people speak about investing and trading, right? Can you explain what the difference is between the two? Sure. So investing and trading, the main difference between the two is with investing or just investing in stocks. You put your money into the stock. Of course, you let it buy, you let it stop, roll up, you make your money is, well, you can hold a stock forever. Where with trading, what you're doing is you're trading options and you literally are buying and selling options from other traders and with that like you would in like a global market or a food place market or something like that and so with trading the main difference between the two is investing stocks you can hold forever trading is more short term and it's temporary you can't hold a trade for longer than two years that's very yeah the longest you can hold a trade is two years so it's temporary but it also allows you to make your money faster because of course it is so temporary so they all have their pros and cons but that's the main difference between the two Investing, you can hold it for however long you want to, as long as the stock is still in the stock market and it's still a publicly traded company. And trading, you can hold it for two years maximum. And it's a bit more complicated, but not really. Okay. So can you elaborate more on the um, on the trading side, like how that works? Sure. So with trading, like I said, you're dealing with options. Well, options, you have two different types. You have a call option, which allows you to make money when the stock goes up. And you have the opposite side, which is a put option, which allows you to make money when the stock goes down. And so with these, you play calls and puts and literally you're trading with other traders, buying and selling from them like you would in any type of market. And so from there, let's say I make a go ahead and make a call option on Microsoft. I'm saying I want to make money as Microsoft goes up from their stock price of $230. So as long as Microsoft is above that price, I'm making money for the most part as I run my call option, which in case that's the general rule. And then eventually, let's say they hit $245 or would have made $15 multiply by 100 because well, options 
you're dealing with hundreds because one contract is equal to 100 shares of stock. So multiply by 100, I go ahead and take my money. It's at least 1,500, not more from, well, the trade. And then I get out and move on to my next one. Okay. Okay. Right. Like, you know, you're so young and get so knowledgeable about, you know, the, the stock market and how it works. Now, do you see um, with, you know, right now there's a, like a huge financial wave going on, like, you know, on social media and stuff like that. I guess, do you see your peers getting more involved in like into stock conversations with you? Not necessarily stock. Um, the main thing everybody talks to me about at school is actually crypto, which is something I'm not necessarily an expert at. But I do see a lot of people, especially my peers, more so getting into finances in general. But like I said, it's mainly been crypto. The stock market, people are still, they still ain't messing with it like that, which is, in my opinion, a mistake. But of course, I'm helping to change that. Right, right. So so do you see yourself getting involved in crypto in, in the future? 100%. Crypto, I do believe it is the next wave. I do know that as a pretty much a fact at this point, it is changing the global currency. I don't even say slowly, pretty fast overall, but I do, I am in crypto a little bit, but not as deep as I would like to be, but I am expanding into it um, slowly and transferring every, everything over. Okay. And what about um, NFTs? Yes. I've been working on releasing my first NFT collection. Um, okay. So that's in the works right now. When it will be released, not 100% sure yet, but okay. it's, it's going to be within pretty, I won't say a definite date, but it's pretty soon. That's what's up. That's what's up. So also, so what are your thoughts when people say, well, I don't want to get involved in the stock market because it's too risky. You know, like, you know, you, people lose money in the stock market. What do you say to people who have that opinion? Well, everything we do is a risk on a daily basis. Literally living life is a risk. You drive everybody for the most part, if you're over the age of 16, you're more than likely driving. Or even let's just say you're an adult. More, most adults are driving to work every day. Literally driving is a risk. You could get in a car accident. You could hurt yourself. You, anything can happen. Walking is a risk. You can end up falling, tripping over something, running, athletics. Everything we do on a daily basis, eating is a risk. You can choke. So everything we do on a daily basis is a risk. We take risks literally every day from the most basis of things. The stock market is no different. You're taking a risk. It just happens to be with your capital, which your money, which, of course, people do see as because most people have a pretty bad relationship with money. And you want to keep it as much as possible, which of course we all do, but you have to be smart about it. But okay. because of that, people more so they want to, oh, no, I don't want to do that. It's too risky. And that's what a lot of people have been told to believe over generations leave your money to the brokers or 401ks and all that type of stuff. But you're not going to make a lot of money from that. So, and who's going to really care about your money as much as you are? Right. Right. True, true, true. So, for, um, now again, you got involved in the stock market at a pretty young age, right? And um, you have a lot of, I guess, adults that I guess are now coming into the knowledge of stocks, you know, adults within our community that are, you know, getting exposed to the, um, to the market and information like that. So they want to get their children involved as well. What um, tips would you give to parents that want to get their children involved in the stock market? So my first tip would have to be, number one, expose them to it before you're just trying to push them into it. Because if they're not exposed to it, they don't know what it does. They don't know what it is. They've heard more than likely, especially since we have the internet now, TikTok and all that type of stuff. It's probably a bad place where they've heard. It's a good place. You don't know. But depending on what they've been told or what they've been raised to believe, they might not be interested in it. 
they might just not be interested at all. The stock market is not necessarily for everybody, especially trading. Now, investing, I do believe it's for everybody. Anybody can invest, but not everybody can trade. So you have to be careful with it. So number one, slow exposure to it. Or like I said, show them videos like you could potentially do this. This could be you as well, as you see was the case for myself as well. So slow exposure to it. Um, number two, if they do get interested into it, allow them, invest into them, no pun intended, and actually get them the education to begin learning. Because of, and especially while they're younger, because of course when you're younger, you learn a lot faster. And it gives you more years of experience to learn. So you starting at seven, eight years old, and by the time you're 18, 19, you have 10, 12 years of experience. Okay. So start them while they're young. And number three, make sure they're consistent with it. Once they do get into it, that's one thing I will say. My mom will never let me do, and that's something I just never do personally. But it's never quit on something. Once you tell me, remember she actually said this. Once you tell me you want to do this, we're gonna do this. You're not about to waste my time and resources doing something you don't really want to do. So once they say they're 100% sure about getting into it, don't let them quit. Make them stay very consistent. Make them stay focused, and really make them put in the work. Don't do it for them. Make them put in the work because overall, long term, it's gonna pay off. There ain't you know number four. It's gonna pay off well. Let's just say that. Right, right. Now I remember um, I was listening to like a, a previous conversation you had with someone else. And, you know, you were speaking about investing in yourself, and I know that your mom. I guess you, know, you mentioned earlier that your mother took a course um, to learn about uh, investing, and I think that that course that that, uh, that course was pretty expensive, right? Yes. Um, can you elaborate on how much she paid on that, and you know how how it benefited you? All? I guess we see how it benefited you all. But what was the, the price of that um, that course that she took? That course was twenty five thousand. So it was it was a pretty hefty price. But it, as you can see, we got that multiple times over now. There ain't nothing now. So overall, long term, that's why I said going back to investing yourself. It might be seen like a lot short term, but in a couple of years, we done like I said, multiplied that multiple times over. So long term, you got to think of what would be the benefits for me investing into this education, not schooling, but education. Right, right. Yeah, because it's something I tell people all the time that before you can invest in something else, you got to first invest in yourself and, and build yourself up and, and, and build your knowledge base before you can go and do anything external. You must first work on the internal first. Right. So uh, what are some other resources that parents can use um, in trying to educate their children about the, the stock market? Mainly you can use social media platforms. But like I said, you got to. The course is the best way to go for it. And I'm not just saying this because I have one. I'm saying this because this is what I've seen and I've known from other traders I know in the space. The course is the best way to go for it. But in the beginning stages, you can go to things, as you, especially for the exposure part, step one, or tip one. Uh, you can go to places like YouTube, you can go to places like Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. Main platforms that, well, children and teenagers are on nowadays. Right, okay, okay. So, um. So outside of like the, the social media, are there like any books that you recommend that, that kids could check out or parents can check out to learn more? There are a couple books. Oh, the number one I'd have recommended is Think and Grow Rich, but that's okay. just more so mindset and also Tony Robbins' Money Master Again. Okay. Now I've heard many people speak about uh, Money Master the Game. What's so special about that book when it comes to learning about investing? It's more so how simple it's broken down. I remember I wrote that I read that book around I was nine or ten years old. Oh wow. Yeah. And even then I was oh my oh this is this is pretty also oh, this is what they do. This is what the brokers do. Oh, that's a fiduciary. Okay. It was just so simple and just well broken down to her. I could understand it and it was just a great read. 
Plus, it just gives you a lot of inside knowledge on how the markets work. And it's just, like I said, a fun read. It is a long read, but it's definitely worth it. So more so just it's simpleness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That book is kind of thick. You know, I have it myself <laughs> sitting over here trying to try get through it. But wow, for a, a nine-year-old reading that, that's that's pretty advanced reading for, for, for a young person. <laughs> and I, I got to commend you on that. Right. So today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Products, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something together. Follow the link in the show notes and let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. And that will get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. Thank you very much. And let's be great podcasting together. Peace. Malik's first job, Financial Principles for Teens, is an excellent resource to get your children started on understanding the basics of financial literacy. This book, which is set in Brownville, Brooklyn, about a young man who gets his first job and then shortly thereafter sits down with his dad to learn how to manage his money. There are several topics that are covered within this work, such as paying yourself first, disciplining your spending, knowing the difference between an asset and a liability, creating multiple sources of income, as well as the importance of being charitable. So again, if you want to get your children started on understanding finance and becoming responsible adults, we highly recommend that you purchase the book, Malik's First Job, Financial Principles for Teens. So please visit maliksfirstjob.com to get more information. Peace. So what are your thoughts? I guess right in the past couple of days, the market's been kind of up and down, right? Um, what are your thoughts on, on, on the, the, uh, the volatility of the market currently? I can't say I'm honestly surprised. It has shaken everything up a little bit, and I am interested to see where it goes from here, mainly because of the shifting of the patterns and the shifting of the tides in the market in general. Because now, you know, typically December, is it was pretty much the entire month bearish. January for the month, same thing, bearish. But typically those two months, especially because of Christmas and New Year's and all that type of stuff, they're incredibly bullish, at least historically, have been for at least the last 10 years. So seeing the shifting tides and just seeing what will be the new patterns emerging going into the rest of this year, it's going to be very, be very interesting. But I can't necessarily say I'm surprised, especially with the COVID developments that have been happening recently. So it's to be expected. Right. So you say bullish. Well, what does that mean? I know people say bullish, bearish. What's the difference between both terms? So bullish just means it's going up. Positive market green. We're getting money. We're making green. Bullish is where you want to be if you're just investing and you got stocks. Bearish is the opposite of where you want to be if you got stocks or right now. So bearish is the market we're in right now where it's going down. Everything's red like that. Right. Right. 
Okay, I think people compare it to like a bear is hibernating and it's sitting back, whereas a bull is charging and it's moving forward. Yeah. So I guess you can use that as, as an analogy to compare the two. Um, so what do you, um, now when you're not trading and you know, you're doing all this stuff, what do you do outside of you know, investing and trading in the stock market? Like, like what is a regular 15 year old kid, you know, Truth Jones, what are you doing outside of that? Well, right now, the main th two things I focus on in my personal life is mainly just school and sports. Like today, about what's it seven right now? At the time of this recording, I just got back from just got back home from track practice because now I'm running track. This is my first week, so for the most part, just focusing on school athletics because my number one goal is to go to NFL and do something in my athletic career. So I'm just focusing on that right now since I'm now ent just entered in high school. Okay, great. So, what sports do you play? So my main three sports uh, since first I've been in high school have been football, wrestling, and now track. Okay, great. And, and I want to say congratulations. I know you recently won a, uh, a county championship So in, in wrestling. You know, congratulations for that. And when, what position do you play in football? I play outside linebacker. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, okay. And you see yourself going to the NFL being a linebacker? 100%. That's what's up. Who, who, who's your favorite team? I don't actually have one. I will be honest. I haven't watched the NFL like that in years because my family, we had moved to Germany and because of the time difference. We couldn't catch the games anymore. And I've kind of got okay. lost. I've been trying to get back onto it, but I've, I've fallen off. I fall off or fell off. So but I'm trying to get back into it, but I do have a couple of players I like still, such as um, Bobby Wagner with the Seahawks, uh, Lamar Jackson, what's his name? Patrick Mahomes, et cetera. Okay, so that means you're going for the, for the KC and Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I got to support them because last time they couldn't get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that, that was a good game, you know, uh, with them in Buffalo. 100%. You know, that, that was a remarkable game right there. So now where do you see yourself? I know you said the NFL and stuff like that. But outside of, you know, your the NFL pursuits, where do you see yourself like in the next, you know, five or ten years? So five, ten years. So let's go ahead and do – so five years, I would be 20 years old, so I'll be in college. So I do see myself going to a D1 college, of course, scholarship. That's the okay. that's the goal there. So right. D1 college scholarship, um, mainly just playing. So let's go ahead and do the 10 years to more so experience. So in 10 years, I do see myself only multiple properties within not just the United States, on the East and West Coast and the South as well, but also internationally in places such as London, Dubai, the DR, Puerto Rico, et cetera, et cetera as well as being heavily invested into the crypto space and having a full grasp and understanding of how it works and having multiple NFT collections that are running well and whatever new crypto development is gonna be there at the time or during that time period. And overall, just seeing myself helping a lot of people, specifically my goal is to help over a million people make six figures in the stock market, or if it ends up not being the stock market, maybe it's the crypto market, but helping a million people hit six figures in general. And so by then I see myself way surpassing that already. That's what's up. That's what's up. And there's a great benefit in helping others. Hundred percent. Right? So, so also read somewhere that you um, you know, you, the, the the word truth is an acronym, right? Can you break down that acronym for for us? Yes, sir. So T tap twenty companies that, that you like and that you already buy from. Like I said, companies that you're very familiar with, especially when you're in the beginning stages of investing. Right. R Research those companies thoroughly. Like I said before, you got to do your research. If you don't do your research, what are you doing? Because why are you investing in, your son, in something or putting your money into something you don't even know what it is? You don't understand something. Why invest into it? That doesn't make sense. 
you understand the historical data behind those companies. Like I said, the historical data is one of the and the patterns, one of the biggest factors when it comes to investing in the stock market. It doesn't necessarily allow you to 100% predict things, but it definitely does help with, especially if you go into trading and with investing in general. T, trade after closing. So trade after closing, of course, has to do more so with trading, but that's just real. You can do this as an investor as well. It's just reevaluate everything that's in your portfolio after the market is closed and looking at things after what's called after hours. And that's when the real big time traders make all their moves, which is right after the market closes. Then H have an enter and exit strategy. This goes for investing and trading. You know, when you want to get in at and when you want to get out. If you don't know that, especially in trading, you're more than likely going to lose. Because if you don't have a specific amount of money you want to make or a specific percentage you want to make, what are you doing? You're just in the market for pretty much no reason. So be very specific on where you want to get in at and where you want to get out at because it allows you to pretty much skyrocket your success rate when it comes to, well, of course, entering and exiting trades. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, you also mentioned earlier that you have a course. Yes, sir. Right, for people that are interested in learning more. Can you share how people can get in, um, can tap into that course? Yes. So you can go ahead and check out my courses at my website, thetruthjones.com. Say that again, thetruthjones.com. If you have any questions or inquiries about my courses, you can go ahead and call my business phone. It's on my website number as well under my contact information, or you can just shoot me a DM on Instagram. All right. What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram is at the truth 2024. The, the truth 2020 the truth 2024 yes sir yeah be, yeah, be careful some of those uh those fake pages out there you be careful oh yeah i'm trying to get verified on instagram keep playing oh yeah okay okay that's what's up man but yeah but definitely want to thank you uh for joining us today and sharing your insight you know about the about the stock market um again if you're if you want to learn more and get your children involved in learning about the stock market definitely tap in with the brother, uh, Christian, the truth Jones. Um, he's very knowledgeable, young, kids can relate to them, can relate to him. And again, there's a lot to learn. So again, thank you for coming out. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. We'll see you soon. Yes, sir. Police first job podcast, podcast, pod, podcast, Brooklyn Zone, Kerwin Phillip. Generation, Generation wealth, wealth, wealth.